Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You're digging the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast with LD, Will the Thrill, and TJ2. Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. I am your host, question mark. <laughs> LD along with me for the ride as always is it's TJ two the deuce little change up this week is that beer uh, are you drinking beer mm. I can't what 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 is he doing mm. is it dull pineapple mm. <laughs> he is he's eating a pasilla chili cheese smoked pork skin that is not a drink I thought you were drinking it that's did you put it in the blender drinking pork juice would be weird. But I drank pickle juice. It's not that strange. There is bacon vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet you you're drinking the juice from a Viennese sausage can. Ah, oh, my God. I used to do that as a kid. <laughs> Hang on. We'll get to this. All right. And then we have my husband, Mr. Will the Thrill. And I helped. Mm, debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys haven't noticed, we do have another female voice for for once. It's equal up in his piece with testosterone and estrogen. We have estrogen, yeah. estrogen, estrogen, estrogen. She's in crackers. Didn't she play Florida <laughs> Evans on Good Times? <laughs> I have Miss Pat on this episode. Uh, <laughs> that is the voice of our beautiful, amazing admin thea greetings and hallucinations everybody (laughs) how are you darling i'm doing i'm doing i'm excited to be here with my rock and roll heaven podcast family we love having you here and if uh, you guys haven't been able to tell this is a fanciful slap nuts episode that i like to call lindley's completely self-indulgent birthday extravaganza slap nuts it is your birthday you are allowed yes i'm turning i think what 44 am i 44 how old are you honey i I don't know i stopped counting i probably need that for like government paperwork like what am i i think i I think yeah 
whatever. Just grab a purple crayon and write an estimate. <laughs> hey, uh, because uh, such a creative person, I wrote a poem for the occasion. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For, for my sister. Your boobs, they be drooping. And now it's hard to be pooping because you're old as dinosaur dick. Thank you. <laughs> Almost a haiku. <laughs> you're, you're a penis. I... A, a dinosaur's penis. Apparently. <laughs> you know, the question was posed somewhere, and I don't remember where I saw it, but they were asking if dinosaurs had taints. Dad, I mean, Dad, anatomically, wouldn't that make sense? I'm going to spend the rest of my life pondering that. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say saying. they have to, but anytime you see a picture of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you have to think. Let me. I'm just going to put a, an adult theme. Please don't let your kids hear this. Uh, cool. Explicit okay. content warning. Don't warning. let your babies grow up to be podcasters. Because I have that a question. Too. Okay, Cowboys. Do you think that a T-Rex actually had a really large member because his arms were so tiny? And by like, member, she means penis. Yes, I do. Do you think, because mm. like, if you think about it, like he, that's maybe that's why he's so angry is because he has a, a small wing and tiny arms. There's horrendous dinosaur fleas and he can't scratch. Well, I, yeah. And he can't reach it to like, you know, stroke it. Make him happy. That's why he's mad all the time. Tiny Broken. arms, tiny wean. I'm sorry. This has gone horribly off the rails. <laughs> Dinosaurs Christ. have contributed nothing. <laughs> Hey, okay. what about a what about a tyrannodong? Tyrannodong, oh, a tyrannosaurus prick. <laughs> okay, you know what? I think I think we need to get back. Try Saracock. Try Saracock. Oh God, C is worse than you, Travis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, here's, you guys here's... invited me. This is true. <laughs> All right, tell you what, guys. We're going to get this episode back on track. We're going to take our Did first. Did a Triceracock have like three of them? Or... I mean, maybe it's three balls in a cock. All right. You know what, guys? We're going to take our first short sponsor break, if anybody will sponsor us at this point, And we will be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. 
And we are back. Okay, so I love giving this to my brother because he is, this is a blind spot for him. This man knows everything about South Carolina, journalism, history, rock, music, everything. This is my brother's blind spot. So I'm gonna let him tell you guys what we're doing tonight. Okay, well, a couple of them, I'm, uh, I'll be okay. We This is LD's birthday, Slap Nuts, so she got to pick our three topics. Uh, they're all music and movie related, so uh, we're going to do songs that made movie scenes great or memorable. Um, I think we can all think of some memorable ones on that. Then we have most iconic movie theme songs. Won't have problems there. Here is where I'm going to swing and miss. <laughs> that would be greatest movie <laughs> musical. <laughs> LD asking me to do that would be like me asking her her favorite shortstops of all time. Um, Derek, Short Derek, Derek, Derek Jeter. Okay. Well, that's one. You he, actually named he's one. Got, oh, my he's God. Got pretty, he's got pretty eyes and a butt. I mean, don't we all? Not quite as pretty as his. <laughs> we can try, Thea. We can try. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. I mean, try being the keyword. I so. I've no but. I I've misplaced mine. I had it at some point. I don't know where I left it. Yeah, I've got a big old one. I'm like a TJ. You're like in brother ter territory. You're built like a Ken doll, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that's ironic that you say that, and you're going to figure out when we talk about our first subject, which is top five songs that made movie scenes unforgettable, and you're going to figure out why that's funny that you mentioned Ken, and Will already knows the answer. So how about this? Okay. Well. Uh, we have our beautiful guest admin, Thea. So Thea, why don't you kick us off, and you're actually going to pick the song that's in this category. So go for it. All right. Am I giving them a whole list or just one? You give your whole list, girl. We knock them out. All right. I actually ranked mine, and in this category, we're doing the top five songs that made the scene of the movie. So number five for me is Lose Yourself by Eminem in 8 Mile. Loved that movie. Loved the performance of that song in that movie. Fantastic. It is. Here's the thing. I feel like that movie for the broad general public gets really underrated because yes. of the subject matter. But here's the thing. Yeah. It is really well written. The cinematography yep. is absolutely brilliant. Brittany Murphy shines it's yes, such a did. good film. It's a great film. Yep. And like really up on hip hop, like there was a time where I really enjoyed it. And I grew up on like 1990s hip hop, like Dr. Dre and Tupac she liked and Biggie. third base. What? She liked huh? third base. Don't let her tell you she didn't. Shut up. I liked third base you too. You walked around the house going, pop goes the pop, goes the wine, another weasel. I see the empty pocket needs a retail. <laughs> pop, pop goes the weasel, the weasel. The weasel. Pop, pop goes the weasel, the weasel. And of course, so... Thea will know this. Who do you, know, you know who portrayed Vanilla Ice in that video, of course. No, I don't know that. Henry Rollins. <gasps> no You're stinking right. It was Henry it. Rollins. Oh my God. You're wow. right. Okay. Okay. All right. Got so, me. so uh, your first pick, excellent choice. Yes. So my number four is going to be um, Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys from Ooh, the Martin the, Scorsese film, The, the Departed. Departed. Yes. yes. So good. Yes. That song makes me want to get into a bar fight. It just makes me want to pick up a, a beer bottle and smash it over someone's head. Like, that's a, that's a song that makes me, like, want to river dance and beat someone's ass. Yeah, I have to agree. In a very at a very fast pace. 
Yes. So my number three is Lust for Life by Iggy Pop from the movie Train Spotting. Very nice. Oh, uh, see, Will yep. was going to pick that. And I told him he couldn't, but I told him he couldn't for the most iconic theme songs. So I told him nope. he could use it for unforgettable scenes. It's got its place. <laughs> yep. Cool. My number two here is Tiny Dancer by Elton John from the movie Almost Famous. That's our first overlap. That's our first <laughs> overlap. Uh, Oh, overlap alert. Overlap not only, alert. Not only have I not overlapped with any of them, I've never seen any of these movies. Oh, you better TJ, get with the program, buddy. I've seen like four films, and I think I've showed yeah, them all to true. you except for Tombstone. <laughs> all right. And my number one, everybody, are we ready? Yep, yep. Go. Go. <laughs> go. That is our second overlap. Second overlap. Come and me go, go home. And is this Be what we're going to This is what we're playing? Yes, we we're are going to play, play nice. this. We are going to do Deo, also known as the Banana Boat Song by right. the podcast eligible Harry Belafonte, Belafonte. from the movie yeah. Beetlejuice. Which, by the way, you guys, you need to understand how much I love Beetlejuice that we named our dog Lydia. So, oh, yes. So, here we go, the banana boat song, or as we like to call it here, Dale. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. 
And we're back. That's a feel-good, just a feel-good song. That really is. Yeah. So, Mr. Will, why don't you give us your list? (laughs) Me? Okay. Um, Yes. Here are my top five songs that made movie scenes unforgettable. And I am going to go in a bit of a different direction here. My number five, for those of you who have seen the the very popular 90s movie, The Crow, I'm going with After the Flesh by My Life with Real Kill Cult. Oh, nice. That action scene is unreal. It's amazing. Yep. And it's where it all makes sense because they're like, he's not a superhero. He can't die. So he's getting shot. He is going through the bullets and it's just, he yes. can't die. Um, and that music is just perfect because it's actually, LDS grew up this term, diegetic? Because it's in the club as well as your yes. ears? So yeah, diegetic and non-diegetic. And then those for those people that don't know, within film, there's two different layers of sound. Uh, which is diegetic and non-diegetic. And so diegetic sound is heard by both the audience and the film's characters. So say there's a piano and someone's playing a piano in the scene, that's diegetic. And then Hmm. non-diegetic is only heard by the viewer. So if there's a piano score playing on top of the music, but the the characters can't hear it, that's called non-diegetic. So there's some... No, diegetic is heard by both the audience and the characters. Right. No, my example is diegetic uh, yes. because it's oh, playing in the club. Yes. So it's diegetic. Okay. Yes. Yes. Cool. That's my number five. And then, and then there you get a little That's bit a... of film terminology. So, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Real quick. So, like, that would be diabetic, right? Is it time for you to go to bed? No, I can think of as Wilford Brimley in adult films. Thanks a lot. Oh, shit. Diabetes. It's over, everybody. You're... Oh, God. Go oh. on. Gross, icky poo. Yeah. Uh, right. so, after the flash of the point. Now the thing. Now, now the thing takes on such a different meaning. Quaker Oats people. All right. Uh, uh, after the flash is my number five. My number four is just undeniable, and that is "Hip to Be Square" from American Psycho. Oh they, yeah. They they use music in that film so well. It's, it's just, great. Yeah. It's, yep. It's just it's crafted so beautifully. Also, I don't think there's a bad Brad Easton Ellis adaptation film, just ones that aren't known as well. So like Rules of Attraction, which is mm-hmm. actually the follow up to American Psycho. I think it runs concurrently to American Psycho. Less Than Zero is such a great film. There's and also no bad Huey Lewis songs. That, no, is, that is correct. That no. is correct. I, I agree. To my number three, I'm going to go with Time in a Bottle, used in X-Men Days of Future Past. It's the Quicksilver so scene. good. It's so That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Great scene. And I'm a big Jim Croce fan, so they had Heck me yeah. at Time in a Bottle. And his um his son will be playing in Greenville very soon. That's right. Nice. Are you going to go? I'm not, but uh, Will, uh, will should. <laughs> I should. When is it? Pilgrimage. When is it? Maybe we'll do I it. I will have to check. but he's pl- Please he's don't say October. Now. Yes, please don't say October. <laughs> October is crazy for us. I'm not exactly sure. I'll 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 check and see for you, but it's it's at the uh, Peace Center, which is a great venue for a concert. But it's a great venue. Period. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. venue. My number two goes to one of the best quote one take end quote fight scenes ever put to film, and that is Freebird from The Kingsman. 
Okay, Ooh, I will say yeah. that we, me and Will, don't argue a ton. We will have like tiffs here and there. We almost had a fight last night <laughs> because I was, like, I was like, I was like, one, it's mine. But you should have just said it's my birthday. You could have done that, but <laughs> I, you did not. I did not. I gave it to you. Well, because oh. you'll see on my list, there's a song that I actually took from Will. Yes. It's, I think it, it's fair. I think yeah. we Give did and take. Yes, that's what marriage is about. That scene alone in that film is one of those ones where you're done with it. And you're like, oh, like you're it is so good. It is so oh, T, I want you to see this fight scene just to see the fight scene. It is stupid. Mm, it is. Brilliant. It's probably not better than the Perfect. one in They Live. So I think I'm good. I'm going to have to fight you on that. All right, mm, go ahead. Honey. Yeah, well, yeah, you can fight me and lose because there's adopted. never been a better fight scene than They Live. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. And then we come to my number one. Those of you who know me will not be surprised at all. It is used in several scenes in this movie, and it just sums up everything in the movie so perfectly, and that is I Got You, Babe, from Groundhog Day. Accurate. Accurate. It's a great use of a song, and it's mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Um, so okay. Five. So great. So I'll go next, and then T, you'll be up. But uh, I, like Thea, also picked Deo, the Banana Boat song by Harry Belafonte in Beetlejuice. Uh I'm sorry I stole this from you, Will, but it had to be done. She's not sorry. I chose Layla by Derek and the Dominoes from Goodfellas. That's what I lost in the divorce. <laughs> That's what you lost. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's one of those those songs that when you hear it played on the radio, it makes you think of the film because it's used to yep. such great effect. And that's one of the best montages for me in film history. Hands down. Oh, yeah. One of the best montages. Yeah. I also picked Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous, and that's, use that to such great effect because our, the scene opens and you are seeing a band in turmoil. Yep. And they are not speaking, everyone's angry, and then that song starts. And then she starts singing, and then you've got a member start singing, and another one, and by the end of the song, everyone has collectively basically forgiven each other through this song. It's so, yep. so great. and. What's interesting about that was Tiny Dancer was not one of Elton John's biggest hits when that film came out. That film actually shot it back up to success and gave it a little bit more rec recognition because of it. So it was yeah. beautifully used there. It was so beautifully used in that scene. Yeah. And here's a movie that I know for a fact my brother's never seen, which is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> and here's the th I hate Christmas movies. I really do. Yeah. I, I hate them. I hate them. Um, Love Actually is fantastic. Everyone in it is terrible. They're all horrible human beings, except for like two of them. But everyone else just sucks. But it's great because they're fun characters to watch. But there is a point where the Prime Minister, played by Hugh Grant, uh, hears a song on the radio and dances to it, and that's the Porner Sisters Jump. And it's just <laughs> fun because you don't expect it. It just comes out of yeah. nowhere. Uh, one that will always make me cry anytime I hear it. And I think it's one of those ones that just seals the song. Like the song seals the scene for me, which is near my God to thee in Titanic. And that is another example of diegetic sound and becomes non-diegetic. And it's the band that comes together at the end to play as the ship is sinking. And oh my God. They, every just time need to watch, they, they need to watch their sugar intake then. Why? If they're all diabetic. I mean. Ah, oh, Jesus. Less bread, cut out sugar. They'll be fine. All right. And then I have a tie for my number one. 
which is I've also done like a list of seven. So, but uh, again, haha, <laughs> I'm insufferable. It's my birthday. If you have not seen the film Boogie Nights, do yourself a favor and please watch it. It's one of best films literally ever. The cast is stacked, starring like the late great Reynolds, Julian Moore, Alfred Molina, specifically in the scene I'm about to talk about, Mark Wal Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Heather Graham. It's just one of the best casts. The script is incredible. The arc is amazing. Like, I have nothing bad to say about Boogie Nights, except for if you are under the age of 18, please get parental consent because we here at Rock and Roll Heaven truly believe in family values and want to make sure that you're not going behind mm -hmm. your parents' back. We do? We do. Th did you hear uh, that okay. thing? Or, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I was a part of it. And Dino Dongs. Yes, but. The scene that I'm specifically talking about is Alfred Molina. And there's a scene where they're trying to do a drug deal. And Alfred Molina is coked out of his mind. And there's a guy that through the entire scene is like throwing down these poppers, like, you know, the smacks, like the little mm -hmm. fireworks that you get. And they look like the little things you throw mm -hmm. them on the ground. The bang snaps. Yeah. yeah, the bang snaps. And he's just throwing those off and he's lighting up these little firecrackers and throwing them down. They're popping the whole time. But what pushes this scene through is sister christian and it is done diegetically and alfred molina is like i'll talk to you in a second and he does the build up and it's just it's amazing it's one of the best uses of music in a scene ever rivaled only with what it is tied with on my list which is i'm just ken from the barbie movie <laughs> there it is <laughs> I I know there's a chance that Theo will watch the Barbie movie. There's a chance. I did. Yes. I, I did. Will has seen it, and I have seen it. My brother might see it in like 18 years when Sully's like, can you show me a movie about the decline of the patriarchy? Which is exactly what she's going to sound like, by the way, T. Yep. But, well, uh, but I'm just Ken is... Brilliant. And I'm going to let Will say something nice about I'm Just Ken. Go ahead, honey. It, say something nice. It has Slash. Bingo. Has and, slash. and, yeah. and. And Wolfgang, right? Wolfgang. Wolfgang Van, Van Halen. Halen. Yep. So that's why you should listen to the song, TJ, because Wolfgang and Slash work together to do part of the music for the song. And they're in the video. They're in the music video. It is brilliant. It's hilarious. Comes out of nowhere. The movie is not a musical, but he has a mu musical number. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I have watched this behind the scenes music video so much. Oh, it's just so good. And that's my list. So, all right, T, you, sir, are up. Okay, I'm going to blow through mine pretty quick. I'd actually picked, I got you, babe, from Groundhog Day 2, so I'm going to mark that one off. I had one honorable mention, so it moves up to number five. That would be God Gave Rock and Roll to You by Kiss from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. You've um, actually seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I saw both. I didn't see the uh, last Bill and Ted they did, but the Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, yes, I saw both of those. You know what? You know what? Bill and Ted Face the Music is not a terrible film. We no. we, we enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It's not great, but it's fun no. just to see those yeah. characters. And they had Samara Weaving, and I love Samara Weaving. Um, but anyway, so that, I have that number five. Number four, 
I'm going to go with Cashmere from uh, by Led Zeppelin from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Nice. Not the one I wanted to go with. We we actually thought that you were going to go with the other one where Phoebe Cakes took her top off. Well, that's there is that too. That's certainly a hallmark uh, (laughs) moment in the the life of every male who's about my age. If you don't remember, it's a funny scene. Ratner's trying to date this girl named Stacy, and he's getting he's given five tips on dating, and I don't remember all of them. One of them is I know one of them is always act like wherever you are is the place to be. One of them is. Find out what she wants and order for both of you. you know, the lady will have linguine and clam sauce. It's a classy move. And then, of course, you're su- you're supposed to play side one of Led Zeppelin Four, and he plays Cashmere, which is not on Led Zeppelin Four at all. It's on Physical Graffiti. But anyway, <laughs> see. Up next, we had the intersection on the song, but not the movie. I'm going to use Leonard Skinner's Free Bird, but I'm going to use the scene from uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. Oh, where, where she's on, on the, the balcony, yeah, the balcony scene. jumping after doing heroin. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Such a great scene. Like if you guys yeah. haven't guessed it, I'm pretty much a cinephile. And so I have seen every film you guys have talked about so far. So like, yeah, you'll have to rein me in a little bit, but that's yes. And there's a huge backlash for Forrest because like there's so much love for it. And then there was this huge backlash. I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like, it was brilliant at the time for what they did with CGI and how they would like integrate him into these these famous scenarios. It's really cool. Yep. But I would I give it the best picture not against pulp fiction. And I think that's yeah. that think that's where most of my backlash comes from because like yeah, it was a great film, but it was it was Oscar bait and they took the bait. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that scene is so intense and it's a, actually a, a little bit of a callback to earlier in the movie when she's talking about flying away and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's but it's a very it's super intense scene, uh, and I, that's that's uh, so I, I picked Free Bird from Forrest Gump, number two for me. Um, very very sadly, it's featured in. Uh, well, the movie's not sad. Recent events make it sad. I'm going to go with Tequila by the Champs from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, he's in the biker bar he's knocked their bikes over one of them says i say we kill him yeah i say we drown him then we kill him yeah i say we let him go no but then he he (laughs) bars the shoes he gets up on the on the bar he does the Wee herman dance to and of course he runs them all over and they end up being buddies such is the power of the Wee herman dance which by the way is my friend Dell's go-to karaoke song other than a boy named Sue. It is tequila or boy named Sue because he can Sweet. either just say one word or tell or a story. <laughs> or or five or five hundred million of them. Yes. Hey everybody, time for a little break to pay some bills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. 
we're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back. Number one, I have a three-way tie, all from the same movie. Dreamweaver, Foxy Lady, and Bohemian Rhapsody, all from Wayne's World. Well, I guess you know what's going to happen, T. What's that? You said the magic word. What is that? Bohemian Rhapsody? Yep, and it's my birthday. So, guys, let her rip. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies and see.
bush, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo I'm just a poor boy and nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family, sparing his life from this monstrosity. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. All right, and we are back, guys. Yeah, no, but Bohemian Rhapsody, it's kind of like the magic word, going back to Pee Wee Herman. It's like the magic word. If you say queen, I have to play a queen song. Sorry, them's the rules. Okay, so that was our first list. So we're doing top five iconic movie theme songs. This one should go pretty quickly, I will, I will say, because there shouldn't, in theory, be a whole lot of words. So what are you going to say every time? It's like, it was a great score. So who right. wants to go first? TJ, I wanna... can go first. Okay. Oh, go ahead, TJ. TJ, you, you okay. go first. Okay. All right. I'll go first. Let me see here. Movie theme songs. Can I even read my own handwriting? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. First, I'm going to go with Rise by Eddie Van Halen from whatever that porn movie was. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Huh? What yeah, porn? Eddie Van Halen wrote the the score to porn movie, and he did a song called Rise. Okay, okay, all, all yeah. right. And it, Mo- it it really lifted my spirits. That is my um, honorable mention. Okay. Um, oh. Let me see. Uh, number five. I think this counts because I looked in, in several locations, and it's, this made a bunch of lists. 
even though it's not a traditional theme, I'm going to go with Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Nope that that totally works, and you know okay. how much I yeah. love you know how much I love Simon and Garfunkel. Correct. Oh. I was act- I actually wondered if you might take that one. You know what though? There's a certain point in time where I feel like you might have seen a film, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to take it from you. I said because we actually had this conversation. I was like, it, it, you know, is my brother going to take Mrs. Robinson? And we agreed that yeah. you probably would. Okay. Well, my next. Next four, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna click all of them off at once because they're all by the same person. I think the king of of movie themes: Superman, Jaws, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all by John Williams. All right, I fair, mean, fair, 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 fair. Uh, Indiana Jones list. is my number one, and it's far and away my number one. Yeah. Well, there went. Nope, there went uh, two off of my list. I think. Yep. There's a there's something very very grand sounding about the Indiana Jones one. The the the, the big drums, the like I don't know, like timpani drums or something, and the big the big horns that come in. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. It just sounds big. It sounds epic. It sounds it sounds it does. It sounds grand the, and grandiose at the, the same time. The thing is, I've got two John Williams on my list, and the fact is, he doesn't do anything on a small scale. No. I could literally do an entire episode on just one of the songs that i'm i'm pointing out by him in my list so oh wow you are totally fine picking john williams okay well that's that's my that's my list okay great all right see how about how about you go all right so my number five is the psycho theme good choice and that was actually Herman. it was funny because a few years later that same you know the the same screeching violin sound would also be yep. placed into Amityville Horror, and they've replicated it in a couple of different films. So that's just like an iconic, you know, part of the song. But yeah, nice. even the, but even the like back theme, Busta yeah. Rhymes and Missy Elliott lifted it for one of her songs. I think it was "Give Me Some More." Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's an iconic piece of music. So good choice. Yeah. Thank you. My number four is Jurassic Park because it's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That's one. That's mine. (laughs) Dino cock. It's okay. I will be be talking about that ad nauseum in just a few minutes. So go for it. (laughs) Okay. My number three is the Raiders March from Indiana Jones. Thanks, TJ. It's a good one. My number two is Star Wars. That's iconic. Yeah. My number one is when you take my absolute favorite movie genius in the entire world and pair him with one of my favorite, 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 like alternative ska, punk, rock musicians ever, Mr. Danny Elfman. Yes. You mash them together and you get the Batman theme. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. Good list, good list. My list. All right, I'm going to uh-huh. rattle mine off. Like I said, I have two John Williams, so my, you know, number number one, number two is Schindler's List. Just that simple Ooh, yeah. piano melody is so perfect and understated. It gives me chills every time I hear it. It's I love that score. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the film itself is one of my, damn, I wish I could say favorite films, but it's one of my most impactful films. It's yeah. got one of the best movie monologues of all time. It's shot beautiful. Like everything about that is so perfect. And it's just capped off by John Williams score. And it's beautiful. The other one is because it's got dinosaurs is Jurassic Park. Uh, I can tell you uh, the first time I ever saw that film thing is my parents wouldn't let me see Jurassic Park in the movie theater. So one day I snuck into the 
video store that was down the street from our house and I rented it. And I'll tell you the first few notes of that, where it's just that simple trumpet sound, the Mm -hmm. gave me chills and I can hear that music and it still makes me cry like a child. Yeah. I absolutely, I'm going to butcher basically everything about this uh, because it's Italian and I'm going to murder every word, but I love the theme song to Inglorious Bastards. And, and it's called yeah. Rabia e Tarantella by Ennio Morricone. Good or bad? I probably butchered that. I apologize. You're brilliant. If you're listening to this podcast, you're brilliant. That that theme song is great. It it sounds kind of like a march. And it please, if you've never seen any Tarantino films, start with Inglorious Bastards. It's a fantastic film. And Will says, "What, honey?" David Hirschberg. No, no, you, you you have thoughts on me and the Tarantino universe. Yeah, I've decided of all the characters in the Tarantino-verse that LD is probably Lieutenant Aldo Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> it just tracks. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, I'm not Mia Wallace. I'm not Fox Force 5. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not Beatrix Kiddo. I'm Aldo Reigns, and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that. My next one is by Klaus Bedell called He's a Pirate, and that is the theme song to the Pirates of the Caribbean, because every time I hear it, all I can think of is, I got a jar of dirt. What a stellar <laughs> soundtrack and movie that just went downhill with every step after that. God, but yeah, the music remained the same. And That's it so is, good. Yeah. It is soot. It's this huge, sweeping, epic sound. It just sounds so good. I make me want to set sail. I think it was also like a collaboration with Hans Zimmer, wasn't it? I believe he had a hand in it. I'm not entirely sure. But then as a Southern woman, if I don't choose this as a piece of music, I feel like I've done the South wrong. Max Steiner, Tara's theme from Gone with the Wind. Yes, the movie is problematic as hell, but... Yeah. God, the music is so good. Max Steiner. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's this gorgeous epic score, and you just feel like... You know, as God is my witness, I will never go hungry again. Yes, yes. Oh. Anyway, that's my list. That is a good one. Thank you. All right, honey, you're up. Perfect. So we will go to my top five iconic movie themes. When you think of iconic, to me, you have to think of something where the moment you hear it, you're like, yep, that's what it is. My number five is the Gremlins rag. Because you know it's Gremlins. <laughs> you know it's Gremlins. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Also, honey, this is the this is the list where you pick your song. So, oh, and I've got mine. Great. Um, that was composed by the great Jerry Goldsmith. So, oh wow. For those of you listening, yeah, he did the Gremlins rag. When you think of epic, Alan Silvestri is probably the best choice. <laughs> Score it like it's so epic. And there were two I was toying with because I was afraid LD you were going to snag one. So, do I go with nostalgia? Yes, I do. Back to the Future. I mean, fair. Yeah. For a movie they thought was going to fail out right there, like, just score it like it's the best thing ever. And he did. And so, they well did. done, Alan Silvestri. Yep. Uh, number three, I'm going with Last of the Mohicans. Oh, that score that's is a really, it's really pretty. We listened, yeah. we listened to a little bit of it last night, and it is really pretty. I will say, I've, yeah, I have seen Last of the Mohicans, but it has been years. And just the the last, what, eight or nine minutes of the film where there is no dialogue and they're just playing, what is it, Promontory? That one segment over and over again and you don't care because everything is so riveting. I'm like, oh, I love you, Trevor Jones. You're fantastic. <laughs> Next, I have to go with something iconic, Bond. 
there are a few things more iconic than the James Bond. Now movie. you're talking about the yes. not not In one specific. Not I one. specifically <laughs> left that off because I knew that Will would take it. <laughs> I, you know, so well. there is there is some give and take within our family, like unspoken, like Lindley loves dinosaurs and Nicolas Cage. Don't touch dinosaurs, Nicolas Cage or Tim Curry. That's that's Lindley's. And then it's and like, also, yeah, it's we well, have our, one of, we have one our of those rules uh, comes into our next list. Yes. <laughs> so. Very prominently. Oh, I'm guessing uh-huh. I, I have a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> no, where I show deference for that very reason. I love you. The final one is going to be one that we will play. It is, in my opinion, one of the greatest pieces of music written for a film of all time. And I have to go back to my New Jersey roots on this one. Nino Rota composing The Godfather's Waltz. I don't think anything is more iconic than that particular piece of music oh yeah that's a good one and it was you haven't seen the godfather godfather 2 get on it all right so and pretend and uh, if you have a copy of three set it on fire there's a third one (laughs) i don't know there's there's no third they have two great all right here we go guys song 
it is. Yeah, and, uh, it really it has, is. It has a special place in my heart because one of my friend's fathers who recently passed, we grew up in New Jersey. We were convinced he was a friend of ours, if you know what gets my meaning. And he would play this up all the time, but nothing beats the one night we had this movie on. That theme came on. He came quietly into the room, stood in the doorframe until the music ended, and then quietly walked out. It was absolutely oh. brilliant. Oh. So, wait, we miss you. Wait, who's... Uh, Joe's, Joe's dad. Um, yeah. It was um, classic. That's your sister's ringtone, isn't it? Yes, I'm Luca's godfather. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Okay. Is that everybody's list? Yeah, it is. Them? Okay, so yep. we're moving on to my territory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let my brother go first on this one. I'm going to go last. Um, okay, so we're doing top five movie musicals of all time. The reason why I'm going to go last is because, of course, I completely failed the assignment, and I did 10. One is from the 1900s, and one top five is from the 1900s, and then... It is from the, the other half is from the 20th century. So uh, I have 10. So go ahead, T. Let me, let me hear what you got. Okay. So um, to my recollection, I might have seen eight musicals ever in my life. You were in two, one. Two of them I'm specifically um, leaving off because I feel they are LD territory. So I, have, I actually have one honorable mention. That would be Mary Poppins. Oh, excellent. That's a good that choice. So trippy. That's a, that's a musical, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. All right, because a you know, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Number five, I have Man of La Mancha. Okay. Oh, good one. That's a great one, and the vocal range that the male lead has to have on that to sing the impossible dream Dulcinea! is, oh, okay. Go ahead. Was Sorry. it a Mandy Poppins? vocal range like I just showed off. Yeah, it's Really, Mr. Calling there, T. You should be on Broadway. And was, that, uh, was that diabetic? What's your third? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my f f number four, The Lion King. I mean, that counts. Nice. It's, it okay. counts. It counts. I'll, I'll I mean, give it to you. I mean, it's a movie that has a bunch of songs in it. Not, not entirely the way you define a musical, but you know what? You are so you thorough. Some, you have to give me some leeway on this category. I'm, I'm, this, I'm, you have a very long leash. This T. is a nasty breaking pitch off the outside part of the plate. I really had a, having a tough time making contact, so you're just going to have to deal with it. I don't know um, what any of that means, but your list is not bad. Number three, we've got The Wizard of Oz. That counts. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. It's good, We're and it's classic. We're off to see The Wizard, and as caught on her, I must confirm, I've thoroughly examined her, and she is not just merely dead. She is really most sincerely dead. Can I just talk about one part of they the- They the house on the, that bitch. Let me, just tell, let, let me just tell you a couple things about- the Wizard of Oz, okay? Number one, if some bitch fell out of the sky and killed my sister and her first thing was to steal my sister's shoes, I would have as much of a problem as the Wicked Witch of the West does, okay? Yeah, the other thing probably. is, Glinda is, because, okay, one of the first lines Glinda ever says is, well, are you a good witch or a bad witch? And then she's like, what are you? And she's like, oh, only bad witches are ugly. And she's like, bitch, why are you asking me if I'm a good witch or a bad witch? Right. <laughs> Cute. I am Dorothy Gate. So anyway, I'm yeah. a, I don't think the Wicked Witch was wrong. I think, the most, I think the most underrated part of the whole movie is when the, the tree gets pissed off at her and throws his apples at her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep, well, I have to agree. Like if I came and pulled apples off of you. I don't suppose I'd like that very much at all. She's like, she's like Judy Garland's here. That is. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, number two on my list is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. 
I'm giving that a half musical. Now, the film is actually, there is a musical version which has more songs, but can't. Well, I'm talking about the one Gene with Wilder. Uh, Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder. Yeah, that's doing, the only one I've ever seen. Doing the. A place of pure imagination. Doing that song is just, every time it just breaks my heart. I love that song. Um, yeah. And I, of course, I love Veruca Salt's song. Okay. Yeah. And then my number one. I don't know if it counts or not, but it does in my world. That would be the Blues Brothers. It does. Nice. Yeah. And actually, we were talking about that because I love Aretha Franklin's song and I love Shake Your Tail Feather. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say you are correct. And they have Woo! a stage show. Right. Hey. They have a stage show at Universal, so which is a purely musical based stage show. So I'm going to give it to if you. you. Would ask, if you had asked me to do a list of nine, I would have failed. I knew eight. <laughs> I seeded two to you. That left me enough for five and an honorable mention. I'm out, dog. Woo! <laughs> I actually heard him drop his mic. Amazing. Okay. Who would like to go next? I'll go. Uh, can, oh, go okay. ahead, oh, No, go ahead. Well, no, please, Will. Were you about to call her Aunt Thea? No, I was about to call her Admin Thea. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, the dog is doing weird stuff. Okay. Um, I actually also had Blues Brothers on. That's my number five. I know it is a fine, fine movie, and we all enjoy it, so I'm going to put that on there. Next is my favorite musical, not only on stage, but the best one I think they've filmed, and that is Sweeney Todd. Good. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. I do like Sweeney Todd. That made my honorable mentions. That's a good one. Number three, I'm going with classic Guys and Dolls. I'm okay with that. Yep. And it was Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So. And it was Frankie. Yep. yep. I know you went with Wizard of Oz, TJ. I'm going to go with The Wiz. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, see, there, oh hey, there's one more I've seen. I have seen yep. The Wiz. <laughs> Um, I feel like you probably saw The Wiz a lot because of me. I've, I've, somewhere I have the soundtrack on vinyl. What? Wow. If you find that, please let me know. so good. So yeah. I can listen, mainly so I could listen to... Uh, he's on Down the Road. <laughs> well, he's on Down the Road, but uh, crap, who's the Tin Man in that? Nipsey Russell. Yes. Yeah. So I could hear Nipsey sing, slide some oil to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, I like I like I like you can't win because that's Michael Jackson, um, Nitsy Russell. He's on down the road. He's a wizard. Uh, backed by Quincy Jones. You really can't. Yep. It's oh, it's good. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, good win, pick. win win. Good pick. Good pick. And I'm going to round it out with one that has stood the test of time. It continually surprises me. I try to say no. I'm not going to include it, but I always do. I have to go with what is undeniable now classic, Moulin Rouge. I'm proud of you. I'm yeah. proud of you. Because we actually saw the stage show, and it's fun. It's not. It doesn't, oh, it's fun. It doesn't build as good of a love story in the stage show in like two and a half hours that the film did in like an hour forty. Like the film, I feel is superior to the stage show. Yes, I do like some of the songs that they put in. Like they added Regina Spector into the Elephant Love Melody. Uh, I think melody. they change it, don't they? Well, they they changed a lot of it. But adding Regina Spector and adding Donna Lewis, which, by the way, is Donna Lewis is just one of my favorite artists. She's got angelic vocals, vocals, angelic vocals, vocals, So I like some of the changes that they made, and I like that they added more Rolling Stones. So Sympathy for the Duke uh, mm -hmm. is great in the show. But I think if I had to pick between the stage show and the film version i would probably always stick with the film version yeah it's one of the film versions clearly number one great good list. My list good i'm proud of you honey that was a very good list 
Thank you. Um, and I know that we both had the struggle, which is like really wanted to both have come from away, but it's not a movie musical. It is a recorded, it's a, pro shot, right? is a pro shot of the musical, which does not count. Um, all right, Thea, you're up to bat. All right. So on this one, I had a couple of honorable mentions. So one of my honorable mentions is the Phantom of the Opera because Phantom of the Opera, amazing. Amy, um, Amy Rossum is really good in that. She but is. Everybody else is not great. <laughs> I, I agreed. 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 I'm going to have to go with Les Miserables as well. Really? As an honorable mention. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm adding Les Mis on there. Yep, I am. I oh. am. I really, I really liked it. Huh. Um, another of my honorable mentions was Sweeney Todd, nice. for sure. Good, yep, good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Another honorable mention was The Corpse Bride. Oh, oh. I forgot about that one. I have not seen yep. that. I have not seen that. Yeah. But like the thing is, Tim Burton is vaguely a blind spot for me. Like I've like he did Sweeney that. Todd and he did he had like really no hand in the nightmare before Christmas. But I loved Edward Scissorhands. Like there are films that I absolutely love of his and there are ones that like Frank and Weenie that are just a blind spot for me. Well, what do you mean he had no hands in the nightmare before Christmas? It's called Tim Burton's nightmare before christmas but he didn't direct it oh okay i see yeah they they basically just essentially like put his name on it from what i understand like he really didn't he didn't really have a hand in the production of it hmm. yeah i don't know google okay. it google it check my work. i will check my work. i will send me a text I will. okay <laughs> all right so here's my top five number five rock and roll high school the ramones movie uh, I forgot about that. Yep. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't even think I've seen that one. Yep. Number four is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Again, Danny Elfman. <laughs> Good choice. Not going to argue. Yes. Number three is The Who's Tommy. I was, I was thinking about putting Acid it on there. Acid Queen. And Pinball the Wizard. Acid Queen. Yes, and Pinball Wizard. It was just amazing. It is. Number two for me, and if you try to tell me that this doesn't count, I'm going to fight you on it. Okay. Labyrinth. Deserve labyrinth i'm 50 50 on that Come i'm 50, 50 I'm, I, no, no, no 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 here's the thing here's the thing you know how much i love labyrinth you know how much i love bowie how much i love jennifer Connelly. Mm -hmm. it is great but there's really only one memorable song from it and that is the magic dance because you have the weird fire song and then you have Sarah's ballet where they go to the magic ball. dance but that, chilly that, down when the world falls down but yeah, but for me, it's like, I feel like there needs to be five to 10 songs within a musical. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you have it, but it's a, I love it as a film, but I don't know if I would technically categorize it as a musical more than a movie that has some musical numbers in it. Okay. I'm keeping it. It's my number two. <laughs> That's totally understandable. And my number one, I'm going to do, Angel, are you going to tell them what the number one is? Is that what you're trying to say here? <laughs> I think the cat wants to tell us what number one is. What's number one, Angel? What is it? It's at the late night double feast. Ah, <laughs> you're going to have to back Rocky up. Horror <laughs> Picture Show. I want to go. Yep. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Not, not a bad list. Not a bad list. Well, thank you. All right. So like I said... Uh, I get away with this because birthday, 
And I promise after this episode, you guys won't hear me beep about my birthday until next year about the same time. So I went oh, with I'm, my top I'm glad 10. to hear that it doesn't change. <laughs> it doesn't. It's the same day every year. Oh, okay, good. So I split mine up between ones that happened, you know, in the 19s. Uh, I think it goes back as far as 1952, I believe, uh, maybe it's either 52 or 54. So 1952, 54 is about where I start my list. And then I have the rest that start in the year 2000. So I'm going to go through the 1900s first. When I say it like that, it doesn't sound like we're like in covered wagons, like trying not to die of dysentery. It just sounds oh, so old. The banker died. <laughs> you have died of dysentery. <laughs> All right. So my, my first pick is a film that T that, that, Will doesn't like, but I love. Like, I can fall asleep to this movie, and I'm fine with that. And that is All That Jazz. I think, I think yeah. it's fine. I'm just, I'm not a big fan as you are. Yeah, but it's got, ben, okay. it's got Ben Vereen in it. Come on, it, man. It does have Ben Vereen, yes. I mean, it is, it's got basically everything you want. And it's got, it's got on Broadway. It's got pieces from Vivaldi. It's got everything. It's great. In that same vein is a chorus line, which what I did for love breaks your heart. You got Dance 10 Looks 3, which used to be called Tits and Ass, but apparently, you know, people got really sensitive about that. So it turned into Dance 10 Looks 3. And then one, singular sensation. How can you not love that? Then I've got The Sound of Music. Of course, if you don't put The Sound of Music on your list of top musicals of all time, um, Feel like you're missing a big chunk however i will say that after maria gets married to captain von trapp which by the way spoiler alert she gets married to captain von trapp also i feel like i shouldn't what? have to do a spoiler alert for a film that was from the 1960s there isn't any new music like all the music is reprises of other songs that were in the film uh, so that's the only detriment to that musical i also love little shop of horrors because how can you miss it's got Rick Moranis. It's yeah, it's Steve Martin. And from what I understand, Chris Evans wants to play a dentist. You can't, you can't beat Little Shop. And then Audrey's "I Want Song Somewhere That's Green" is heartbreaking, and beautiful, and mournful. And oh my god, it just makes me feel all the feels, and I love it. And then of course you have to put "Singing in the Rain" because if you don't, you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> and yeah, I will say, I was late to the "Singing in the Rain" party. Will actually showed me singing in the rain and I fell in love with it immediately. It's great. It's beautiful. Our cat lefty loves it. And then of course my number one for the, you know, uh, 1900s, 1900s. <laughs> the 1900s is of course the Rocky horror picture show because yeah. it was my awakening. I found it when I was 12 years old. I felt like I was watching something I shouldn't be watching when yeah. I watched it at that age. And I came, I found it myself and it was, it was something that was mine. You know, it was, nobody else cared about it. And it was something that I loved. And mm -hmm. then years later, oh God, I'm going to cry. Years later, <laughs> I would actually get to work as the assistant to the musical director for Rocky Horror's Let's Do the Time Warp, which was the nice. made for TV movie where they basically sort of restaged the whole thing. And so I got to work with Tim Curry for like a month and he would I would, oh, buy, I, would wow. I would buy him cigarettes and he'd call me his goddess and I loved him 
And so I'd actually get to go over to his house and we'd, you know, watch boxing matches and he would, we'd have tea and then he would drink his gin and smoke his cigarettes. And this was post stroke. So I never actually got to meet him. But the first time I ever met him, I had to be peeled off the wall. Like my friend Brad had to literally work his hand behind my back, which was gushing water because I was sweating and Mm -hmm. shoved me in front of Tim Kerr. And he's like, this is my assistant, Lindley. And he was, we just talked and, you know, I just love him so much. That's amazing. So to get that opportunity to meet Tim Curry was somebody you have loved for so many years was just a, a moment that I will never forget. And so, oh, I'm sure. So uh, actually on October the 12th, we're going to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show with Patricia Quinn. So we actually, that's, awesome. that's my birthday. That was my birthday gift from Will was, so I get to do the Yay. meet and greet with Patricia Quinn and get my little Funko oh, Pop signed. Awesome. So. I'm very excited. So that was the first half of my list. I promise it'll go much faster after that, but I have to tell the story about Rocky Horror Picture Show because I love Tim Curry. I love Barry Boswick. I love Susan Sarandon. I love mm-hmm. Little Mel. I love Patricia Quinn. Just Richard O'Brien. Richard, Richard O'Brien, you can't, created the show. But, yeah. and then of course, the late, great Marvin Leaday Meatloaf, who actually got oh, cast yeah. in that show because he could get the words out to whatever happened Saturday night. He could actually get yep. all those words out really fast and that's why they cast him so and a lot of the cast actually came from the stage show that was done in london's east end i think is that where they do all the experimentals Scarium. but yeah the scary end um which i when we go to london i need to see a show on the east side and the west side like i'm gonna have to see a show on both sides because they're at rivals broadway so i i really can't wait to see shows there okay so this one i'll go through really really quick okay This is the ones from the 2000s. Number one, Greatest Showman. Love it. Hugh Grant shines. Zac Efron's amazing. Zendaya's great. Really, like, the star for me is the voice of Lauren Allred, who does, who's the singing voice of Jenny Lynn, and Kiela Settle, who was in the stage production of uh, Waitress, and she plays the bearded lady. And she's the one that gets to sing This Is Me, and she's amazing. Number two, Hairspray. Again, another Zac Efron movie. Maybe I like Zac Efron. I don't know. Anyway, it's great. It's fun. It's nostalgic. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, number three, Chicago. Can't cannot yeah, great. cannot beat that cast. Number four, Enchanted. And I watched that movie because the songs are delightful. I think the characters are wonderful. Will watches it because James Marsden gets hit by bicycles and there's a talking chip. There's a talking chipmunk. That's why he'll watch that movie. There's something for everyone in that film. <laughs> yeah. And then to round off my list is another one that I am super, super nostalgic about. And it's because of the creative team behind it, the subject matter of it, what its origins are, and why is it so amazing and this will be the song that i play at the end but i'm going with tick tick boom it was a show about the life of jonathan larson's who we actually called an audible on so we can do meatloaf but to actually find any kind of real good source material on jonathan larson is incredibly hard which is weird because we live in such a digital age but he he wrote this show called tick tick boom and became a stage production and I forget who it was. I know it was Amy Spangler, but it was somebody else that played him. But years after Tick, Tick, Boom came out, because he actually wrote that prior to writing Rent, 
Uh, he, of course, passed away the day of the dress rehearsal for Rent. So he never actually got to see it completely on its legs. And then, you know, years later, another musical genius, Lin-Manuel Miranda, would actually choose this film to be his directorial debut. If you have not seen Tick, Tick, Boom, it is beautiful. It is heartbreaking. It is fun. It is whimsical. It is a total downer, but it is such a beautiful, beautiful film. And that is why it is my number one movie musical of the 2000s. And that's the song that we're going to close out with. But first, Thea, but there's, there's not just, this isn't just a clever coincidence that you're here with us. We have a formal announcement that we'd like to make. So I'm actually going to pass the torch over to Thea and she's going to tell you guys a little announcement. Yeah. Well, actually, there's two. We've got two formal announcements. Number one is that, well, the number two announcement is that, you know, surprisingly on none of our lists were the Manfred Man's Earth Band. Ah! <laughs> All right. Take it away, Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tom McGuinness, and that was your federally mandated Man for Man reference of the podcast. I hope you are satisfied. Heckin' yeah. Beautiful thing. Every time, Tom. We're always yeah, satisfied. Every time. Every time. Always. Tom. Always. Very satisfying. Yes. And we are very excited to announce that we're going to have a monthly episode called The Admin Thea's Not Dead Yet Report. Woo! Content that I don't have to create. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yeah, so this is super exciting, guys. You guys have seen me do little bits here and there on the Book of the Faces, which is where I admin for our our lovely little band of merry thieves here. Um, So this is going to be a monthly episode where I, Admin Thea, I am going to cover an artist or a band that is still with us and thankfully not podcast eligible. So you'll be able to expect bands from all over the spectrum from me, from punk rock greats to rap and hip hop artists and anything and everything in between. You're going to hear things like jazz fusion, New Orleans funk and bounce and all the stuffs. Our first episode of the Admin Thea's Not Dead Yet Report is going to be on one of my favorite bands in the world, the punk rock legends, Bad Religion. Nice. You're going to learn about, yeah, you're going to learn about their forming in Southern California in 1980, in 1980, and all they've done to date. You're also, I'm also going to tell you about their lead singer, Greg Graffin, and his other life as a folk artist and how he went on to earn his PhD in zoology from the private Ivy League school, Cornell University. Another punk you're turned, find, uh, turned doctor. <laughs> yep. You're going to find Admin Thea's Not Dead Yet report on our Patreon. And a couple weeks later, it's going to be released to our regular feed and land in your podcatcher. Yep. So I'm super excited. Thank you guys for this. This is going to be so much fun. And uh, and what can, they can ex- what can our folks expect from a normal episode of the Not Yet Dead I'm going to go into like the history of the band. I'm going to go into like their forming, their 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 musical catalog, maybe tell some stories about times I if I've seen the band that I've seen them. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be it's going to be a nice history of them. Yeah, so basically what's going to happen is if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will get that 2 weeks in advance. And so if you like not waiting for stuff, 
that's how you'll do it. So it'll be actually on our RSS feed. So you guys can check that out anywhere. And, and then it'll show up as a regular episode on our podcast. So you won't get less. You'll be getting more. Oh boy. More. More. It gets so much I'm more. Excited. Now yeah, this more is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, we're actually really looking forward to that. And so that should be coming out probably in the next two weeks onto the Patreon. But another announcement that we have guys is that we are not going to have an episode next week. That's because me and Mr. Will the Thrill are going to be getting in the car and driving down to the happiest place on earth and probably spending way too much on a churro. So Myrtle Beach? No, that would be Hooker's. Sorry, oh. Margaritaville sex workers. <laughs> there, I think there is a Margaritaville. Yeah, that would in be Orlando. that would be that would be the clap and brandy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Not not the looking glass brandy. Not like no, like E and B. Yeah. So we are going to be going to Disney, and so we are we're not going to be having an episode next week. We'll be back in two weeks. So look forward to that because. Mr. Will the Thrill. I'm going to get to talk. They're going to let me out and let me speak. And they're going to let me speak on Dwayne Allman. Which is, yay, excellent. Yep. And it totally exciting. won't be 15 part. No, <laughs> I will try my best. We promise. It, we promise it will not be. And actually, we had a couple discussions about lengths and stuff. And so we're going to get into that in just a second. But <laughs> we're, we were in full agreement that um, <laughs> now my brother's probably <laughs> drunk right now. <laughs> You good? Yeah. That was just yeah. out of left field. Do I need to call a doctor? <laughs> You're ta- you said we had a discussion about length. I think TJ2 ran out of good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we sat down, we had a discussion. And so uh, just so you guys know, for the most part, we're going to try to keep the episodes, the episodes in the series down to around five. That seems to be a good sweet spot. Some artists might get a more, some might get a little bit less. But we're going to try to keep it locked at that magic number of about five. Because we know that you guys might not like a particular artist or a particular subject. Or, you know, there could be a myriad of reasons why you don't want to tune in. And so we're going to keep them nice and tight. And they're also going to be running about between an hour, maybe hour 15. So we're still still making a basically a documentary, a five-hour documentary on artists. My brother needs to go to sleep. You need to go to bed. Length and tight. Okay, so if you think that we're doing a great job, and after this episode, why wouldn't you? You can head over to Patreon, patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven, and give us some of your hard-earned cash, especially since now... hard. TJ, you are the one yelling about time. (laughs) You talked talked about some musical for an hour. Oh my God, look at this. (laughs) I... I just muted my brother so I can get through this so we can wrap this episode up. (laughs) So so you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven. And you can check out all the tiers there and also get admin Thea's episodes early. And that would be great. Don't check out our Twitter. Apparently now Twitter, which is now X is like, oh, we're just going to charge you now. And I'm like, then we're not going to be on there. So sorry. So there's no Twitter. Instagram, however, Rock and Roll Heaven LT. You can check out our Facebook, which Admin Thea proudly posts on every single day. This is, she kills it. We're so lucky to have her. She's so amazing. Dang near daily. Thank Dang, you. I love it. it. Yep. You are so good at it. So go check out our Facebook at Rock and Roll Heaven Pod. I'm still not saying our website. I don't even know why. I, 
Why do we even have one? It's it's a dead website. I haven't updated that since the second or third week that we did this podcast back when other TJ was a host. And we'd love to have you on TikTok. And that's the Rock and Roll Heaven Pod, all one word, Rock and Roll Heaven Pod, all one word and is spelled out. And we do fun facts, daily updates. And if someone passes, of course, we memorialize them there. And you can also email us at rockandrollheavenlt at gmail.com. And you can check out all the other awesome Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com. And I can also proudly announce now, guys, I am the producer of a podcast that is going to be releasing in either this week or next week. It is called Getting Real with John and Beth. And it is this wonderful clash of pop culture and music and reality and all that good stuff. And John and Beth are uh, wonderful folks and uh, those names sound sort of familiar it is because they were the stars of the iconic second series of mtv's the real world so yes yep so check that podcast out i'm the one that's producing that it's also through pantheon podcast so i'm very proud to be a part of that the stuff that we've done so far has been incredible i cannot wait to hear the finished product because of course our editor michael saint michael the amazing saint Mm -hmm. michael (laughs) is also the engineer and editor over there for that podcast as well so i know he's going to be doing brilliant work and yeah it's just a great family that we're creating over there so i've got two families so yay anyway that's it for this episode thank you guys so much for checking it out um thea would you like to say anything to our audience Hey, thanks for being loyal listeners to us and uh, looking forward to this next new adventure and take care of yourselves and take care of each other. This is like the nicest thing anybody has said on this show. (laughs) Hey, somebody had to bring it back. (laughs) All right, I'm going to unmute my brother. I'm going to ask him to unmute so he can say goodbye. Travis, would you like to say something nice to the audience? (laughs) (laughs) Travis, say something nice to our audience. Bye, everybody. Bite me. <laughs> I love you, Travis. All right. And then Mr. Will the Thrill, was there anything you'd like to say to the fine folks at home? Just pointing out that it's interesting to you that you said say anything because nobody picked that. Oh for my god. Songs and movies. Nobody. Yeah. Oh, oh fun, like fact. fun fact. Fun, fun fact. Fun fact. The so. Smithereens were actually asked oh. to write a song for that movie. Really? And they wrote their song, Say Anything. And the muckety mucks behind that movie came back and said, we can't use that song. It tells the whole story of the movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) But nobody picked that. That's crazy. It is. Your your Eyes is such an iconic scene. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So just to wrap this episode, guys, we would love to hear from you. Head over to Facebook. Let us know what you guys, your opinions are on our list and give us your own list. So just so you guys know, the list is top five songs that made famous movie scenes unforgettable, top five iconic movie theme songs of all time, and then the top five movie musicals of all time. Head over to Facebook, share your opinion. We'd love to talk to you guys, have some fun banter. We really enjoy it. And other than that, thank you so much for checking out this episode. Please make sure to check us out in two weeks where we're going to start our series on Waylon Jennings. One of those almonds, I think. Almond Joy? (laughs) Yes. Funny you mention that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it's greg allman correct no it's Dwayne. it's Dwayne. greg I'm is the... a major part of the story greg is podcast eligible but we're not doing greg yet yep 
We'll get there. We will get there. So uh, in two weeks' time, we will be starting that series. But, guys, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for sharing in my birthday celebration. I really appreciate it. And from all of us here at Rock and Roll Heaven to all of you at home, we love you guys. Have a wonderful week. I'm going to finish off this episode with a song from Tick, Tick, Boom. If you're curious about the vocals, it is Andrew Garfield or the amazing Spider-Man doing the vocals on this song that's basically about uh, your birthday and death. It is called what, honey? Is it thirty ninety? It's thirty ninety. It is thirty ninety from Tick Tick Boom. You guys have a great weekend. We love you all. Have a good one. Stop the clock. Take time out. Time to regroup before you lose the bout. Freeze the frame. Back it up. Time to refocus before they wrap it up. Wicked witches, poppy fields, old men behind the curtain, tiger
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 